Good morning. I'll be covering chapters 12 and 13 and 14 today from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. There's a lot to unpack in these chapters, especially chapter 12. So I'm going to pick a few points from each chapter. And then after, I'm going to recap so hopefully everybody's understanding what I'm trying to say. So Father Stephen DeYoung, who the podcasts that have been coming along with what we've been covering, he says that St. Paul structures his epistles in two ways. Each of these parts is normally marked with the word, therefore. The first part of the epistle is theological groundwork and talks about the Old Testament. When he transitions into the second part, it is more practical application of what he has just talked about in regard to the theology and Old Testament. So the word, therefore, is what St. Paul uses to connect these two applications. So I'm going to start off my sermon today with a question for everyone. And this question will be answered by going through these chapters. And the question is, how do we put on Christ by loving our neighbors? St. Paul transitions right at the beginning of chapter 12 by starting off with, therefore, This word choice should force us to immediately pay attention to what St. Paul is saying. For example, Father Stephen points out that when St. Paul talks about the Jews and Israel, they're not the same thing. This also applies to flesh and body. When he talks about flesh, he speaks in a negative way, but when he talks about the body, it it is a more positive approach that isn't focusing on man's sinfulness. It may sound confusing, but Father Stephen's podcast is very helpful for us to understand the deeper meaning of what St. Paul is trying to tell us, and along with the footnotes in the Orthodox Study Bible. So St. Paul talks about presenting our bodies, our physicality, and our life in the world as a living sacrifice, an ongoing offering of our material life back to God. It's like in the baptism service when the priest cuts a little hair off the head of the baby or person being baptized. This is their sacrifice back to God for all the gifts that he has given us. Therefore, committing our whole life to God is what St. Paul is saying in the beginning of chapter 12. It's not just about worshiping God here at the church. We need to worship God every day of our lives. It starts here every Sunday. But then we are supposed to carry this throughout the week the rest of our week until we come back to church the following Sunday. We are challenged to worship God with our body, soul, and mind, and this is how we live our lives. Speaking of our minds, St. Paul goes on to talk about the importance of renewing our minds so that it is good and acceptable to God and not conformed to this world. It is very easy for us to get distracted by material things. But we have to ask ourselves if this is what God wants for us. Am I making the right choice? We need to find our wisdom and guidance through examples like St. Paul, the Scriptures, and the Church Fathers. This is what will help us discern what the right choice is, the right choices are for us. And this is the beautiful thing about free will. We get to make choices, whether they are good choices or not so good choices, and we get to learn from them. 
Father Stephen says that St. Paul tells us that everything that has a nature has a will. There is a purpose for everything in this life. St. Paul tells us that we need to see the world not as everyone else sees it, but as God sees the world. How do we do this? The teaching of Christianity has always been that God is working in the world. We choose if we are God's fellow workers or not. God is working against evil, and this is where our free will comes into play. Do we want to use our mind, body, and soul to work with God or against Him? We have this choice. Since one of God's energies is love, we can choose to pour out His love into the world through our example, and we can, we can get them, we can then be transformed by His love. In the rest of chapter 12, St. Paul tells us not to think too highly of ourselves, but to think soberly, be humble and faithful. He then continues to remind the Romans that there is one body with different members. So in other words, they have different gifts that should be utilized for the greater good. He then goes on to challenge the people to hate or dislike evil and cling to what is good. Just as our God serves those in need, the poor, the lowest of the low, slaves and people whom the Gentiles and the Pharisees scoffed at, as Christians we're called to do the same as Christ and to serve everyone. Our love is shown through our action. Finally, St. Paul says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give, give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So St. Paul here tells us not to worry about getting vengeance on anyone because God's going to take care of all of our judgments because Christ is the judge. It is not our judgment to make, even though it can be very easy for us to judge others. St. Paul then says, If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. And Father Stephen goes on to say in his podcast, If we leave justice to God, he will handle justice better than we would handle it. Remember, our enemy is not the other person. It is sin. It is hatred. It is evil. If we love our enemies, and they can love us, and we can become friends with them, then we have conquered evil. So in chapter 13, and one of the reasons that I like the Orthodox Study Bible is that when you're reading it, there's the different headings that they give to the sections in the chapters. So for example, the start of chapter 13 is called duties to the state. So when we think about this and read it, we think about government. So St. Paul does mention at the beginning of the chapter, let every soul be subject to the government authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Then St. Paul goes on to say that whoever resists authority of God will bring judgment on themselves. So this first little chapter of, se- of chapter 13, this first little section of chapter 13, is about us being obedient to God. My parents always used to tell me growing up that I don't have to like the situation, but I have to accept it. And this is what St. Paul is telling us. We may not like the government or who is in the government, but we have to accept it because we are here and they are our rulers. And Father Stephen even goes further in his podcast by saying, God will judge them for what they do. So we may not like them or their decisions, 
but God will judge them and us for what we have done in our lifetime. Father Stephen's podcast, again, makes a really good point when he talks about us being obedient to God. And we are not just being obedient to God, but to our Father, our Mother, and each other. We honor our elders and we learn from them because they have so much experience. This is why we are obedient to them. And we are obedient to each other here as a church community. We're obedient to our spouses because we love them. And this is what St. Paul's point is. We are obedient to each other, not just to Christ, because we are all made in God's image and likeness. The last section of chapter 13 is love of neighbor. So we should begin to see a pattern here with the first two chapters. We do not hate or fight evil with evil, but we love and be obedient to one another. Love is such a concrete example, not only in these chapters by St. Paul, but also in Christ's example to us through his death and resurrection. Jesus calls us to live our lives through love. If we are loving, we are not doing evil. We can actually summarize this section by looking back at the beginning of chapter 13 where he says, Owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. But he ends this section with, Love does, not, does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. And finally, the last section of chapter 13 is entitled, The Day is at Hand. And I think we all know what this means. We do not know how long our time is on this earth, and St. Paul also mentions this. And do this knowing the time that now it is a high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. So St. Paul is not talking about sleep as we understand sleep, but it is that we are not living for Christ, and we only live for Christ when we are in the light. If we are in the dark, we are not living for Christ. If we are glorifying and loving God completely and loving our neighbor as ourselves, then we have the armor of light on. It will shine throughout our life, and people will know we are Christians and followers of Christ. Then we can walk in the darkness because we have the light of Christ and see where we are going and meant to go in our life. So do not waste any time in this life. We all want to leave a legacy or leave things in this life that people remember about us. And that should be that we loved God and everyone, and we, are, we were a true definition of a Christian to the best of our ability. If we do this, then we put on Christ just like at our baptism. So we always have Christ, and Christ is in us, but we need to show it. So in chapter 14... St. Paul talks about serving God and again reinforcing to us about loving other Christians. So St. Paul opens up chapter 14 by talking about us receiving people who are weak. And Father Stephen says that we are all at different stages in our Christian life, no matter our age. We are all, at di we are all different in our level of understanding our faith. So what St. Paul is saying is that we welcome each other no matter where we are in the stage of our faith. We should not engage in disputes over doubtful things. So what does this mean? We receive all into the church because this is our home, and we welcome everyone home. But what we do not judge others if their hearts and priorities are not in the same place as us. We are all fed differently, 
We do not give a baby a T-bone steak. As much as they may want that, they are given milk to grow and be nourished. We grow into our faith is my point. Just because I went to seminary doesn't mean I know everything. I don't. But I keep learning by reading, by coming to church, and living out my life to the best of my ability, each day by being Christ-centered and loving my neighbors. St. Paul sums this up beautifully to say, For none of us live to himself, and no one dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. Then St. Paul goes on to say how Christ died and rose again and lived again. He might be Lord of both the dead, and he is the Lord of, the, of both the dead and the living. So Father spoke on this yesterday at the funeral we had at the church, saying that Christ was crucified for us, for our sins, out of his love for us, and ultimately, he wants us to be with him when he comes again to judge the living and the dead. He wants to grab us by the wrist as, he is, as he's grabbing Adam and pull us to him so that we may join him in his kingdom. If we serve God, we love God by serving our brothers and sisters. Then we are fulfilling why God created us. And the final section of chapter 14 that St. Paul talks about is loving fellow Christians. St. Paul emphasizes how we love not just the people that we know in our life, but also the people that we do not know that we encounter each day. Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. Therefore, do not let your good be spoken of as evil. There is so much at the end of this chapter we can talk about and connect, but the bottom line is that we need to try our best not to judge one another and just love each other. These are the hardest two things that we can do in this life, but this is what Christ is calling us to do. If we can do this every day, and it's not going to be perfect, we will struggle and fall, but if we get up and we keep trying, then we are serving God, and through serving God, we are serving each other in love and humility. So I'm going to recap what I just said. So hopefully there's no confusion. So these few chapters in St. Paul's letter to the Romans are about us loving each other in our community, here at church, and extending our love to all our brothers and sisters outside of our community here. Be humble. If we are humble, we can truly fulfill our life in the way that Christ calls for us, which is without violence and evil and hate, but love. Love is our foundation. It is the core of our life. It is easy to love the people that make us happy and our own family and friends. But to truly love is to love those that we hate or do evil to us. And finally, our time is special. And we need to use our time on earth the best we can to bring each other closer to God, not farther away through judging and other sins that bring us down. So then each of us shall give account of himself to God. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Amen.